You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any other listening stations. Don't forget, you can also check out all of our content, such as articles and our other podcasts, such as MF Uncensored and Cinematic Adventures, just by going to our website, themisfitfaction.com. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie, and with me to my left is Rob. Rob, how are you? Three weeks later, and I'm still very much affected by having watched Morbius. <laughs> I, have, I think I've got Morbius PTSD. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm 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 I found some good. I found a group of support people that are helping me through it. So, well, that's very good. Thank you. I'm I'm proud of you for speaking up and out. I'm bringing a brave face to a real problem. <laughs> very good. And we have Paul. Paul, how you doing? Just trying to figure out my lefts and rights, because I thought you were introducing me first. I was ready. I put my water down. <laughs> I knew he was going to throw it out differently this time. I just had a feeling. It's So you guys can't see Ronnie while we're recording, but I have to watch his eyes very often to see where he's going next, because he'll look at you, but his face will turn ever so slightly to the direction of the person he's actually going to talk to. He's yeah. so shifty. Aww. But actually, my favorite is our last episode, Ronnie was like, saying something and then he turned away from the microphone and then turned back to it so editing has been fun leave me alone it's hard having add all right what happened to that didn't you have another letter in there last week no i don't have adhd oh i only know how to add not add hood (laughs) i had to think about it for a second i was prepared to make some sort of alphabet soup joke just because like those are the only letters i have but now I'm thinking about your joke, and it just, you know, I'm moving on. You just on. forgot the D. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> that went off the rails. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we have a little fun episode planned for you guys and gals. We're actually talking about two different movies in this one. Fun episode. They're traumatic horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> they will be fun, trust me, because us three are doing this episode. Uh, good point, sir. Thank you. Anyway, but before we get into that, we do have some news just in time for Paul to try drinking. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, I'm doing the news. Yes, that's why I said Paul's got the news. So not too much. Obviously, just so you guys know, we are recording a little bit earlier than we traditionally do. So we try not to do any timely news because we might miss something or something might change. But we do have a couple of things. First and foremost, I don't know this for a fact, but Sonic the Hedgehog dominated the box office. Oh yes, <laughs> yep. I'm sh- I'm honestly sure it will. Or yeah. I'm gonna did. I'm gonna make a news prediction actually. Oh, make a news prediction uh, that Morbius won all the awards. Oh yeah, yeah. According to Martin Scorsese, all the Razzies. <laughs> it's gonna win a lot of Razzies. I'm psyched. I hope I hope they do like funny ones for like Jared like worst on screen couple Jared Leto and his vampire face like like funny ones like that I think that'd be who wore it better meaning the no nose Voldemort or Morbius I think there'd be some good ones but yes we do have a uh, America Chavez the the character that's going to make her debut in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was supposed to make her debut in uh, Spider Man No Way Home but mm-hmm. they pushed her off to uh, that. Apparently, the co-creator declines a payment from Marvel, calling it an insult to him. Mm. So, for those of you guys who don't know, typically creators of characters do get some sort of monetization for 
when that character gets adapted to the big screen. If you guys saw Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, that was the whole point of yeah. the movie is that um, the creators got all the money, but the characters, the actor, the characters they were based off of didn't so you know in all honesty that's an actual legal issue and it's been one forever oh that yes i'd love that jane silent bob oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were talking about the new jalen welcome back welcome back welcome back well same thing i mean the reboot is the exact same story but oh my god it's very funny i highly recommend it i do highly recommend though jane silent bob strike back oh absolutely oh yeah see one day we gotta do that on this show that's a comedy movie i'll argue all right i do love dogma I would agree with I, see, you. See, Sean from Cinematic Adventures hates Dogma. Really? Or it, he doesn't hate it. It's just not his favorite of, yeah. of the Jane Silent mm-hmm. Bob movies, but I, I, it was the first one I ever saw. It's yeah, the, I, I think the think most so brilliant of all I of think the it's Jane very well written. Yeah. But so for those of you guys, like I said, usually creators of the comic book characters, they get some sort of monetization depending on the contracts that they signed, mm-hmm. right? So we talked about, we were talking off air about all this, and we were talking about the guys who created Superman, Jerry Siegel, Siegel and Schuster, mm-hmm. and how they... They sold Superman for like 138 bucks in 1938, which is the equivalent. I think we said 2600 nowadays, yeah. just about. And they did that, giving away all rights to the character, any profit that that character could possibly make. And say what you will about Superman, Rob, because he's DC. He is arguably the most successful superhero. Oh, absolutely. And his, you know, the symbol is still iconic, and he's still yeah. a, a viable property. Um, Superman and Lois is fantastic, the show, if you guys haven't seen it. But the problem that you run into is Siegel and Schuster, they sold it. They have nothing. And they, they went to court. They've gone to court for years. Did we ever find out if that's... They got some money back. Um, like back in like 2003, they got like a pension from it. And they got... There was a settlement for like $3 million. I think it's fair to say, though, that the estate of Siegel and Schuster did not get... What the was, money? What they should? Have oh, absolutely for not. It. Superman is worth millions of dollars, oh, yeah. millions of millions. I mean, you can buy the first Superman comic book. I think the Action Comics where he debuted. I think about, sold for like sixteen million by itself. So, like, Superman is still a viable pro- oh, yeah. property, and he still mm-hmm. makes money. You know, say what you will about the the Superman movies recently, but like, Man of Steel made money. I remember Superman he, made money. He, he's easily a hundred million dollar character. I wouldn't be surprised if you just look at his. The box mer- office, not even merchandise, just box office alone, of Superman movies going to bring in close to a hundred million dollars in yeah. box office. Not you know, and again, not saying anything about the merchandising or comic books. Yeah, or say anything. what say what you will about uh, Superman's symbol. It is, I would say, it is the most iconic superhero symbol. Look at yeah. Shaq, and oh yeah, and look at you know, you can buy. 42 different Superman shirts with the symbol just slightly different on each yeah. shirt. Like, even like a character like Spider Man that is considered the most like successful so, merchandising right. character of all time, he doesn't have a whole lot of variations of his spider. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say, in terms of symbols in the world, uh, Superman probably ranks in the top five most recognizable, like next to the cross and Coca Cola. Yeah, there, there are even some and, studies and that the suggest- Nike swoosh. And the <laughs> but yeah, there are a lot of a lot of studies that support that. Yeah, they, they've done it quite a, quite a few of them actually. Yeah, yeah. But as far as news go, really, that that's pretty much it. We're kind of in that weird in between phase where Moon Knight's already halfway done. Doctor Strange is coming out, and we haven't yeah. gotten much in terms of what else is going on. Yeah, at the time this releases, Doctor Strange will be like two weeks like two out weeks, or something yeah. like that. Two two and a half weeks out. Thank you for that bit old news there paul but we're gonna get things started off so again this episode we have two movies we're gonna discuss the first movie is going to be evil dead 2 
And then after a commercial break, we're going to be talking about Drag Me to Hell. But before we actually talk about these movies, Rob has a little, dare Just, I say... Justification. Yeah, justification, <laughs> I guess, as to why this is on our schedule. Sure. I thought the easy answer was just that Rob makes the schedule. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so yeah, Paul even asked me this beforehand. So here's here's what I'm thinking. Because on May, when is Doc, the new Doctor Strange coming out? May, May 7th? 7th. Question um, mark. Or May, some, yeah. May, it's, May, it's the, May 6th is the Friday. Yeah. So, yeah. So, May 6th. So, okay. <laughs> so, Doctor Strange. Well, no, because it could Thursday showings make yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so, we're throwing a lot into this episode, aren't we? <laughs> I'm bilingual. So Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is, is, comes out on the first weekend in May. It is the very first foray into horror territory for Marvel. Quote, unquote. Sort of. I, I think it's going to be horror light yeah but also the new mutants had some horror to it but that doesn't really count we don't talk about (laughs) no we don't talk about bruno i thought it was we don't talk about jada (laughs) oh careful will smith might come and slap you 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 had his wife's name in your mouth oh man so (laughs) sam tupac had her in his mouth (laughs) what she 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 had an affair with tupac Oh my God, where are we going with this? I don't know. Is this a family show still? Not this one. Okay. Uh, so, especially with these two movies, yeah, too. I was yeah, say, I don't think any families um, are listening to this. So, Sam Raimi was invited to come back and direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Originally, it was supposed to be Scott Derrick, but he disagreed. He had disagreements with Marvel about the direction of the film, and they wanted to go in a different direction. So, they brought back Sam Raimi. And now, Sam Raimi is no stranger to superhero movies. <laughs> he has done. Stranger. Because Doctor Strange. Oh, I didn't even catch that. He has done the Spider-Man trilogy with uh, Tobey Maguire. He also did a movie called Darkman, which we're going to be talking about in uh, a week or two, where that was also, you know, that was actually, he wanted to do a um, superhero movie of The Shadow, but he couldn't get the rights, so he did Darkman. He created his own character. So he knows that genre very well. But what we often forget is that, like a lot of these other big directors, many of them get their starts in, for a lot of reasons, horror is cheap. Horror is easy to manufacture because you oftentimes only need like a single set location. You could even do your movie in the woods as shown with this movie. What's that? As a Blair Witch. Blair Witch, which was is considered one of the most profitable mo- movies of all time. Paranormal Activity. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. Uh, horror is very easy to manufacture, and also horror opens really, really well. It doesn't have great legs to it week to week because the the scare and the word of mouth gets out. But it it it's a good profitable thing. So a, a lot of g- great directors get started in horror, and Sam Raimi is one of those people. So my thought with doing these two movies is let's look at Sam Raimi's horror roots. Let's see what he does, how he does it, what he does well, and let's anticipate what he's going to bring into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because, mm-hmm. again, at this point, we know so little about the movie. Yeah, I really believe that what we're going to see in Doctor Strange is going to be a blending of these two movies. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So that's my reasoning for doing this. I can't wait till we're horribly disappointed by that. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I'm throwing myself out there. It's a but comedy. No. So here, here's the thing, and we we've discussed it more than once. We discussed it off air too. Mm-hmm. Marvel is very famous for 
holding back in certain regards. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we will say to the end of the day that Black Widow was such a disservice to the character mm-hmm. of Natasha Romanoff and just such a disservice. They played it so safe in that yeah. movie. Marvel is not known for taking excessive risks with a few exceptions. Their Disney Plus shows have done better with it mm-hmm. because they're not so much the main series continuity. We'll see how Moon Knight actually finishes, but you know Netflix was really where they sh- where they really shined about doing doing things outside their norm, especially when it comes to violence, horror, sensitive topics like mm-hmm. you know assault, like all that stuff. The, the The Netflix shows are really where that shines, and I'm afraid that we're putting hype onto Multiverse of Madness to be so different and so unique that. There's a chance that yeah. we're going to be disappointed by it, My, just in that regards. Because I like we do see shots of like zombie Doctor Strange right. and some very disturbing images with uh, Wanda Maximoff. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's it's exciting, but at the same time, I'm trying to. Yeah. lower my expectations because in all honesty i don't want to be like this is going to be marvel's first horror movie and then we get the new mutants yeah Ooh. <laughs> one one thing that you had said i think on our last podcast episode was that marvel is very rigid with their origin stories yes but after that they tend to loosen up a little bit right. and being that this is the second doctor strange movie and also we've seen doctor strange in many other things now it's crazy to think i know I'm hoping that they they allow Sam Raimi to do the things that they allowed Taika Waititi to do when he made Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. You know that they said, "Go ahead, we we trust you. We know you know what you're doing. Look, here are the basic train tracks of Marvel. Stick to these tracks, but remember the tracks go all different places. So make the train look however you want. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's my hope for Multiverse of Madness. So I, I'm hoping to get some insight by looking at these two movies. All right. So we're gonna get things started off with Evil Dead 2. So a, there was a sequel? This is the sequel. This is the sequel. Oh, I thought we were talking about the first Evil Dead, or excuse me, the remake of Evil Dead. Dang it. Or the, or the, <laughs> oh. or the third? Or the fourth? Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were talking about the TV show. Which is also awesome. I've seen Ash versus <laughs> the Evil Dead. But so again, we're going to get started off with Evil Dead 2. Uh, Rob, why don't you take, take it away? Okay. So first of all, I want to start off by saying. This movie is my jam. I rewatched it this week and I Not his jelly. smiled. I <laughs> smiled through the entire movie. I You're supposed to be scared. Love Evil Dead 2. So this was a movie. Originally Sam Raimi made a movie back in 1981, I want to say, which was the first Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. It's a really super 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 low budget single thing of and typical story of, you know, like four or five people go into the woods into a cabin. It's fairly abandoned. They it's not their cabin and they hang out there and they accidentally summon. They find a book which is the Book of the Dead. And they read from it, and they summon demons, and the demons pretty much kill off just about everybody except for your main person, which is Bruce Campbell's character of Ash Williams. The movie did really well, and and what's funny to to hear too is that Sam, there were this group of people that were all friends with one another, and Sam Raimi. It was him. It was Holly Hunter. It was Joel Cohen and it was Francis McDormand. And they were all like, they lived together. They were housemates with Raimi back in the early 80s. So he was like, he knew all these people and they were all unknowns and they all hit it big. And and actually you'll see some of that with Darkman because Francis McDormand plays a main role in that. But he did really well with this. He didn't have any money. And then he wanted to, he wanted to remake the movie. 
But the rights were tied up, and he couldn't get them, so he ended up making Evil Dead Two, which was a sequel. So he he couldn't. It's it's a it's a soft reboot of the first Evil Dead. This one, he he changes up a couple things. He still has Ash Williams and his girlfriend there. Linda, is that who it is? Linda. 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 And and. There's a lot of similarities. It's actually the same cabin. It's the same Oldsmobile Delta 88 from uh, 19, what is it, 60 something, His, which is actually Sam Raimi's car. And he ended up getting a little bit of money to, to get this made. It was originally when he, he, he was, he went way over the top with a lot of things. The movie was originally re- rated X. And then, he, so he released it unrated. And it actually spawned from there a sequel, Army of Darkness, which is, it's good. It's not. It is. 80s camp. Yeah, it's, it's goofy. <laughs> it it is yep. the, the weirdest franchise. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, 90s camp. It is the weirdest franchise progression of all time. It is. It really is so strange. Army of Darkness, like you could show to a younger audience, yeah. but the original Evil Dead is no. it like a tree, a tall like a tax a woman. Oh yeah, yeah. violent. There's, there's a tree rape in it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say the actual. <laughs> yeah, Army of Darkness is is silly, and there's like Three Stooges humor in it and everything. I think the studio probably meddled a little bit too much with Raimi, but it's still like these are the films that launched his career. And then back in would you say 2013, they did an yes. Evil Dead reboot, which went straight horror. And Ash Williams wasn't in it until like the post credit sequence i think he's in it yeah uh, the, they, the new one yeah the new, the new one. one like they call him and and they're like i think we know someone who can help us and he just picks up the phone says something puts it down turns to the camera and goes groovy um <laughs> groovy, and, yeah, yeah and then that launched sam raimi and and there's a whole raimi clan there's ted raimi there's like yeah. ivan raimi and ted raimi is always in they, his brothers are always in the movies too they you know worked on it with him and then they launched ash versus the evil dead which was first on stars and i think it's now on netflix so, yeah, yeah it, it last it lasted i think three, three seasons, seasons. Three. and i i loved it. it it actually then went back to its horror roots it is the Evil Dead back getting back to Evil Dead 2 it is terrifying it is there are some really brutally funny campy black humor moments to it um is have you seen it before or is this was this your first exposure to it this was my first time uh seeing it this past week so you already know my feelings about this so i yeah. want to hear what what was your reaction to seeing Evil Dead 2 um you know i it's weird when i watch horror movies I don't want to laugh, mm-hmm. you know. Like, like that's my thing. Is I'm I'm there to have that suspense, not really laugh. I want to. If I'm laughing, I think it's just laughing at the uh, horror movie tropes. Like, let's go into a shed instead right. of like going into that car over there and driving away. <laughs> you know. Oh, there's this axe right here that I can pick up and mm-hmm. use. Let me just run by it. You know. Um, like that's the stuff that internally i'm laughing at but i mean it, it works like it, it don't get me wrong I, the comedy part it works it wasn't for again it's comedy from the mid to late 80s so it's a lot different than the stuff that we're used to right. now and everything but but i did enjoy the movie uh more than i thought because again i judged the book by its cover and if you look at the poster you know with, oh, the, yeah. with the skull you're like yeah, I don't know. Which is something I, that doesn't actually show up in the movie. Yeah, I don't know why they went with that. I, poster. I don't know either. But it's like it's like one of those like, yeah, that kind of looks stu- even though it's so plain of a poster. Yeah. It's just like, 
there's nothing about it that's like intriguing, but it it, it was surprisingly a good movie. I would say. Is it, have you seen this before? Yes, years oh, ago. Okay. So we all have very different perspectives going into this. Mm. I I remember it, but I'm not like a. I know everything about this movie, like I am with so many other movies yeah. that we do. It, it, I enjoy it. It's a good movie. I this was never really my series. I don't. I think it, mm-hmm. I just kind of missed it. Yeah. At growing up, um, and also like the first one is legitimate horror. Like it yes. is. It is jarring to watch, and I am not a horror fan. Mm. I'll, like I'll be honest, I don't enjoy horror movies. I don't enjoy jump scares. Mm-hmm. I don't in, like, and I I get why people do, and I know plenty of people that are huge horror movie fans. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Scream. Because it's a parody. It right. is a joke. Yeah. It, it makes fun of. It's a satire. Cabin in the Woods is another one. That's Cabin a in the satire. Woods, and see, Cabin in the Woods suffers because of poor marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem. Because everybody thought it was right. This e- yeah. like an Evil Dead type movie, but it turns out it wasn't. It was a parody, and you have. I don't want to say you have to have a, a different movie outlook, but you have to enjoy like your screams. Because yeah. you can enjoy scary movie and scream because they make fun of scream a little bit more because it it directly makes fun of the genre. But like Cabin in the Woods is another one that makes fun of the genre, and I enjoy that sort of thing. But again, I'm not a horror movie guy. I don't mm. like sitting there with that anticipation the entire time. I hate the Paranormal Activity movies. I do too. Yeah, I saw the first, and the first one is fine. Like the first one's good. It was a head, it was it was so simple and so basic and like just did really well and it was effective. But then the second one comes out, and then the third one comes out, and yeah. the whole time you're just sitting there like, uh, especially like the camera slows down, you're like, oh, something's gonna happen, and you're just sitting there, and then nothing happens. You're like, oh, okay, we're safe, oh. and then boom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for me, like horror is not my jam, and I'll never be like, it's not good, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this is this is where the movies start to to shift towards their more campiness, yeah. and Army yeah. of Darkness I can watch, and I like Army oh, sure. of Darkness. You know, Hail to the King, baby, all of it. Like, <laughs> but for Give me, me some sugar, baby. Yeah, well, the original ending to Army of Darkness is way more depressing. Oh, yeah. Do you know the, do you know the original ending to is Army of Darkness? Is that the supermarket ending? No, that's the regular ending. The okay. original ending was Ash was supposed to take a magic potion that mm. he would sleep until his time, uh-huh. but he miscalculates how many drops, and he accidentally sleeps Oh yes. for, like, extra years he wakes up in the future <laughs> yep and it's like a post-apocalyptic and it's just depressing and sad <laughs> yeah. hey, ash williams is just such a great character and and it's funny too because sam raimi didn't i don't think he knew who was going to end up as the lone survivor in the first evil dead mm-hmm. i think he just kind of like it was him and his friends and they wanted to make a horror movie and they were like oh, i'll do this one you do that role and, and bruce campbell just ended up becoming the the final survivor and that like just launched his career, and now he yeah. shows up in every single Sam Raimi movie, pretty much. And I'm, yeah. I'm hoping he shows up <laughs> in the new Doctor Strange. <laughs> that would be so great. Mm. But he's in the Spider-Man trilogy. Like he's he's the yeah. the ticket guy. Did you ever hear who he was supposed to be? Who he was supposed to be Mysterio the whole time. Was he? Yeah, really? there was even Aww. concept art from. Uh, well, not not necessarily, but he was supposed to be Mysterio in the Spider in the fourth Spider-Man movie, Aww. and there was concept art and everything. So the the rumor was that he was always following Spider Man around. Yeah. But um yeah. Bruce Campbell just he's the guy that should have been so much bigger than he was. Yeah. He mm-hmm. he really never really broke out. He always was just like that guy, that character actor. Yeah. Unfortunately also when when I see Bruce Campbell, it takes me out of the movie for a second. I understand that. Because yes. it's like, oh, it's Bruce Campbell. Uh, he's got that that ch- I, well, that's the title of his uh autobiography leading with my chin yeah um <laughs> that's but funny. he seems like just a really cool guy a really down-to-earth guy like somebody i would love to talk yeah. to with or have a beer with something like that just he seems like he's just 
he's been around and he knows his stuff. So yeah. I mean, we will get him in Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, is he on IMDb? Ac- according to IMDb, he he he's listed as he's got a credit for Doctor Strange. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Does it say doing what or just no? No, it just says Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness post production. That's oh it. It doesn't give anything to it. So. How great would it be if he Who turned knows? out to be like what's what was his from what if the the watcher yeah the watcher how great <laughs> would it be if Bruce Campbell that was the be. watcher but I think that's gonna kind of wrap us up but let's do some final thoughts and Star City Rain. can I do a question first you can do a question <laughs> first though before we get to that okay what do you think from this movie is going to make it into Doctor Strange I would say the horror comedy aspect of yeah. it. yeah. Yeah. So, like, can you think of any moments from Evil Dead Two, like that 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 I, I don't, epitomize I don't think, that? I don't think it's necessarily like moment. I think it's just like the the theme where it's it, it kind of. I want to say this movie almost, in a way, makes fun of horror mm-hmm. in a way. So I think that's kind of what we're gonna get. Where it's gonna be, he he's gonna introduce like it's because it again it's Marvel. Where yeah. it's not going to be a horror movie it's going to be i think like a dramatic comedy mm-hmm. with little with like a horror undertone to it okay. kind of so i think that's probably what we're going to end up getting okay what do you think i think it's only going to be when the actual horror moments happen that we're going to see any like it's going to be more characters like the zombie doctor strange mm-hmm. and and wanda doing her things so i think we'll just see more glimpses i think Eye we're going to see more of his, uh, more of his cinematography style. More, mm-hmm. more of like his just visual flair. A lot those of those sort of Dutch the, angles, the Dutch angle close-ups that he yeah. does. I could see that. I could also. There's also one shot that they compared, like zooming into Wanda's like face. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But for me, I think it's going to be more of the cinematography style. Because that's cool. You watch Spider-Man. Like, there's really no horror aspects to Spider-Man, except in the second one. With the uh, the hospital scene, yeah, yeah. That, that hospital scene with Doc Ock is straight up horror yeah. out of Raimi's uh, yeah. wheelhouse. So I'm going to say that most likely we're going to see more in regards to just his style, mm-hmm. not so much the horror of it. I love Raimi's those quick cut edits, and then it's like a zoom close up on the person's face, mm-hmm. and then it's a zoom out, and then it's an edit to something horrific, and then it's a back to their reaction. Like I. I love that because like, like this film for me, I really felt like Raimi found his groove. Mm-hmm. Like he really found his, his, you know, how to use those camera angles, those edits, how to, oh my gosh, I even forgot about that. The puppets in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. He does a lot of work. Yeah. With them, and the with stop motion animation stuff with mm-hmm. the miniatures. We're not going to see that in Dr. Strange. No, probably no. not. And I, we probably, unfortunately we, we won't get the great blood spray that we'll get. From that we even saw in Drag Me to Hell also, but yeah, moments when he's cutting off his own hand and there's just blood squirting up. It, it there's just so many great moments, and it's all off. You know, for those of you that are squeamish, was were there any really moments in this that was like, oh god, that's... no, that was more the first one. Yeah, the first one had the moments where you're like, Ugh. and I think that's why I didn't watch the Evil Dead remake because it looked because I'm with you. I don't like squeamishness and that sort of like there's a genre yeah there's also a genre of horror and and please take it for what it's worth it's called torture porn yeah where people just get destroyed like saw saw made it mainstream yeah and i don't like it very small select but like people final destination was a lot like that too yeah i'm not into that yeah no i don't need to see people getting hurt for the sake of people getting hurt Yeah. yeah so like i that's why i think i love evil dead too so much is because it doesn't delve into that it's more like 
it's that great mix of just like goofiness and just blood shooting all over the place, but not in a like. It's what Morbius should have been. Yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. you said it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, because you know we were sitting here going, I don't need to, I don't need to sit through torture type movies or anything like that. I was like, and in my head, I go, you sat through Morbius, guy. Oh, that's you true. That it. was torture. Yeah. It was torture. Yes. Uh, all right, now I'm ready. Now you're ready. Yes. All right, take it away. Final um, thoughts and Star City rating. Final thoughts on this. It is. This is a movie I can watch over and over and over again. I know last week on Cinematic Adventures, you guys had a question of what movie would you love to see for the first time again? Mm-hmm. And I, w- I thought about that question a lot, and it was like, this is a movie where every time I'm watching it, I feel like I'm seeing it for the first time because it's just that much enjoyable. I get that great feeling. The gonzo effects in it, the extreme makeup... The blood spray everywhere. That, but it's not in a graphic way. It's yeah. it's almost like a comedic blood spray. The puppets in the stop motion, the angles, the edits, the layers in the story too. Like there are some actual layers in here where they bring in other characters and there's other things going on outside of the cabin with the the airplane people coming in, the archaeologists, and it's her father's cabin and everything. Like there is just so much fun in this, and it and it's so weird to think that all of this takes place. In this single small cabin, it's this tiny little set, and he just is—he can squeeze so much out of so little. Sam Raimi. So for me, this is easily—I almost kind of want to say five out of five. It's subjective. I think I want to. All right. This is this is one of my favorite movies ever, and it's just—it gets better with every time I watch it. Sir, Paul, probably made me go first (laughs) because I like this movie. Three and a half. And that's fair. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, Rob Rob hit a lot of it, but in all honesty, this movie, I again, for those of you who don't know, Rob is a little bit older than us. So I think he also caught the right time for this oh, movie. Maybe, to, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, for us, we I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies as a kid. And I was young when this movie was out and available. I discovered this in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. When I was I, I had just I'd only been married for a year and it was like so it was about 10 years after this but yeah. it's so like there, I think it was still the 90s <laughs> now nowadays these movies this franchise has such a, a claim to it and such a cult following mm-hmm. uh so that like I saw it much later just cuz I wasn't allowed to we talked about this during Blade I wasn't allowed to watch right. horror movies as a kid and for me like th- this whole series is is great it's just it's such a unique example of Every every movie is a different genre, mm-hmm. where it goes from pure horror almost with a little comedy to a nice blend of comedy and horror with this one, and then the next one is is just Straight mostly comedy. comedy with a horror with a supernatural aspect. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna go three and a half. It's it's a solid flick. If you guys haven't seen it yet, like I highly recommend. It. You can even watch this one without really watching the first one. Oh, easily. Yeah, it, it is more of a soft. It's almost a, a very mm. much like where they kind of talk about like the the first movie happened, but did it really happen? Because the first movie ends with Ash getting attacked in the woods, and then yeah. this movie is just like, oh, we're going on a romantic yeah. holiday. <laughs> like, so it, it's a little jarring, but it's one of those movies you can definitely watch the second and third one without ever having to see the first one. If you're not a horror fan, would you still recommend this? I'd recommend the third one first. Okay. If you're not, if you're, if you don't like horror, yeah, I would say if you're gonna watch this series, watch the third one first. All right, I like, like that. It's it's just it's a safe bet. Just yeah. all you need to know is he got. Sent back in time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's <laughs> no continuity. There's no unanswered questions that get answered. Uh, I think I'm going to go 
with a 3.5 for this as well. So it's a, it's a good movie. Like I said, it's it's a good movie. It didn't blow me away or anything. Again, I think it does have to do with the fact that this is the first time I saw this movie. Mm. You know, so I'm watching this movie in 2022 when it came out in what was it 87, right? So like like it, it's a product of its time and everything. I'm sure if I if this was like a rewatch, it probably would have kind of scored a little bit higher for me. 35 uh, years old. Yeah. Wow, I just figured that out. Uh-huh. So, Good job. Good job. <laughs> We're proud of you. Look at that. <laughs> the English guy knows math. But yeah, I, I, again, it, it was good. I would I would recommend this movie. Again, I I love horror movies. So for for this movie to be labeled like a horror and it has comedy is kind of what pushes me away from it. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I do like it overall. It is a good movie. So a three three point five for me. But so that's gonna wrap us up for this movie. Next we're gonna be talking about Drag Me to Hell, but first we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. Welcome back from your beautiful break that you all just had. But we're going to jump right into hell. I mean, we're going to get dragged to hell right now uh, with our movie, Drag Me to Hell. So this movie came out in 2009, and this was not Justin Long's first horror movie. Was Jeepers Creepers? Jeepers Creepers was his first one. He actually had a stretch of, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, he had his early, early time of horror then he went into all these comedic roles, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Let me go back to horror for what this that, with Tusk? one film." That yeah, Tusk yeah. with Kevin Smith. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. Oh, I never saw it. Is it really that bad? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. So, but yeah, so we're gonna talk a little bit about Drag Me to Hell, Rob. Since yes. since this is your episode, okay. Well, why don't you start us off with a little bit about a Drag Me to Hell and everything. Sure. So this is Sam Raimi doing horror in a PG-13 sort of parameter. Yeah. Drag Me to Hell is it's it's got it's about a lone officer who has her life set up with her boyfriend. This is a Christine Brown as played by Allison Lohman. She works in a bank, she's up for a promotion and she needs to be the she needs to make the hard decisions in the bank. It's, it's now please it's a very 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 simple setup. She this older woman comes in who has defaulted on her loan twice. She and realizes I need to turn this loan down in order for to look good to the boss. So she turns it down. The old woman, brutal. She begs her and then claims that the, she was shamed and then attacks her in a parking garage in one of the most brutal fights yeah. I've seen in a long time. And she puts a curse. On her button. On her button. Not on, Christine, on Christine Brown. She pulls the button off her coat, curses it, and gives it back to her. And now she is cursed with this 
you're going to be dragged to hell in three days by this some sort of a I forget is it a is, goat is, is it a specific demon yes um, they do mention I forget his name but this what the heck is the name of it yeah so we first see the demon at the very Lamia. beginning what is it Banish, it's a Lamia okay I, I think that was the name of it or just the type of thing it is. I but. just watched this like a day ago. Yeah. Again. So she doesn't believe it at first, but then startling supernatural things start to happen in her life. Mm-hmm. And she's eventually convinced that she is, in fact, cursed and will be dragged to hell in three days if she doesn't change it. So she then, with her boyfriend, who doesn't at first believe her, but he starts to come along with her with it. But he, unfortunately, she's also in the process of trying to impress his parents. And so there's a scene there where she's losing her mind, but trying to impress the parents that are very judgmental of her and eventually leads to her trying to get rid of this and pass it on to someone else where she ends up digging a grave and and giving the button back to the corpse of the old woman and, and things don't go well. Spoilers. So she does, in fact, get dragged to hell. Yes. Yeah. Was it me or did anyone else know that she picked up the wrong envelope and it was the coin and not the button? No. I, I No? I, I remember. We hope for the best. <laughs> oh. I actually, this is the second time I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even forgot completely yeah. <laughs> that it was, the, it was the coin and not the button. Okay. So that's what this movie's about. So, Paul, thoughts, thoughts. on this movie? It's sad. It, yeah. yeah, there, there, there's a cat dies. Yeah, for a PG thirteen movie, like this movie mm-hmm. is really like disturbing. I, I think it's because you don't really see too much. I think the, I think it's also because of the worst thing you see. I feel like, in my opinion, is when she's like projectile bleeding. Yeah, out of her mouth. I think it's like the worst thing you really see in this movie. Like, obviously, like. She does. You you like you don't see the cat time, but right. you see the cat being stabbed essentially. You know, but so you were saying disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> also, this movie is such a dour ending. Oh like, yeah. Everything starts to go well for her. She gets her promotion. Her jacket. The, the guy gets fired <laughs> because he stole a file from her. Like you're like he, Justin Long's gonna propose. Like all these great things, yeah. and then suddenly like you see the button. Yeah, and you're you're right there with her. Yeah, as an audience, and then it is it is terrifying when she actually does get pulled down to hell. Like it's very rare. Mo- even even a lot of horror movies, they don't always end on the most dour of notes. Some mm. a, a lot do. Yeah, but man, is it why is it so dour? Is it because do we care for her? I think we do because we relate to her. She's okay. just a normal person. Like we mm-hmm. we've all been too nice at work, or we've all been passed up mm-hmm. for promotions, and we've all been told, you know, like you got to do this if you want to succeed. And like she's not a bad person, which makes it even worse. Like she's a normal person. Yeah. yeah. And there's always that sense of when something supernatural, not the show, Barani, happens <laughs> to a normal person, you just automatically relate to it because you're always like, man, imagine if that happened to me. Yeah. And it, you know, for a lot of people, it is the worst fear possible. Like so many people are afraid of, of dying and what happens to you after you die and yeah. the, like the idea that you're going to hell like there's mm-hmm. no around it like oh man it, it's yeah. sad yeah, it's, it, it is now I, go ahead what, what was scarier the lamia or baba ganoush baba, baba ganoush, baba ganoush. isn't Her, that a hungarian goulash that's what this this gypsy lady her name was sylvia ganoush oh, 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 oh. So i was just saying nice. baba ganoush yeah who who was scarier 
the idea of this Lamia or the gypsy lady? I will say the gypsy lady is way grosser, especially <laughs> when she's sitting at her desk and getting the yeah, and just pulling her teeth out and yeah. blowing snot all over. I was I had a visceral reaction to seeing <laughs> that. I'm like, oh my god! I know the Lamia. Yeah. There's just something so terrifying about something you can't yeah. fight. Oh, or yeah. see, yeah. Put me in a room where somebody I gotta fight. Guess what? I'm gonna fight them. I'm, yeah. Uh, there's a fair chance I'm gonna win. I'm pretty good at fighting, but it's the same thing with like paranormal activity. The thing that's sometimes scarier is the thing that you can't do anything about. The thing yeah. that you need somebody who knows how to do something. Like it, it's it, that sort of thing terrifies me. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. Yeah. There, there was what what makes this effective for me, and what made it terrifying is that. Right away, like there's only like a lot of times in a lot of these horror movies, you're you, the audience, aren't sure is this real? Is it not real? Is it only in her head? And they establish pretty early on that this is not in her head, there is a real demon that is stalking her and ready to drag her to hell. Like when we start seeing some of the shadows, when we see yeah. the goat hoofs underneath the door, yeah, like we're like, oh my god, this is real. So I, I love the like they they don't try to trick us with that and that that seems like very Raimi-ish I sometimes think those are even scarier movies when you do find out it is all just in your head because that makes it real yeah like, oh yeah so terrifying we were watching like, something I'm thinking Shutter Island I love that yeah. movie yeah like where that's See, I like sorry bit... spoilers for Shutter Island <laughs> uh, still Shutter Island something I've, re- yeah. I've read the book too me too um, yeah Yeah, and that's one of the most faithful adaptations of a book it is. Mm-hmm. but for me like I like a good thriller mm-hmm. and a good mystery but when like there's something just terrifying about everything just being in your head, and mm-hmm. like, how do you how do you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah the, the, this movie also was a bunch of that. There wasn't really a big name person in this movie. No, I think the biggest name at the time would probably have been David David Pamer. David Pamer. Yeah, and he's not really no, a, not really a, a big name anyway. Billy yeah. Crystal's brother in yeah. Mr. Saturday Night. <laughs> exactly, you know, like that like there's no big names like even nowadays none of these people no. other than maybe I can see an argument for Octavia Spencer. Because we do she, she yeah. is in the movie. I didn't notice her until I read about it after Really? Was, yeah. The, the second I saw her in the blurred background. <laughs> it wasn't even like you could see her clearly. It was blur, it was like yeah. a blurry background shot and I was like squinting and like is that octavia spencer as, she's been around that long as bank co-worker yeah like for, <laughs> for me the most famous thing in the movie was the delta 88 car <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm like oh my god it's Raimi's car <laughs> and Raimi was in it yes along with all of his siblings yeah which was what was sam in it he he I was know, a ghost. That's uh, all. Oh, it, right. He was just one of the ghosts in the seance. And then Ted, Ted, Ted Raimi, was a doctor. He was the doctor that you hear outside the door. And yes. You get like a glimpse of him through the yeah. crack of the door. And then the other members of his family just played minor roles. They didn't say exactly yeah. who it was or anything like that, but they they were in it. So he literally was like, hey, I need an extra and I don't want to pay normal people. Yeah. But hey, sister, cousin, brother. Come on. There, Ted Raimi has a very distinctive voice. And like as soon as I heard him speak, I'm like, oh, that's Ted Raimi. <laughs> there is a, watch for this. When you're watching Darkman this, this coming week, listen for Ted Raimi's voice. You'll catch it right yeah. away because it, it doesn't it's, – it's 80 yard in there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense for what you're hearing. You're like, oh, wait, that's Ted Raimi. <laughs> awesome. So um, is Justin Long cursed at the end of this or is the curse lifted? Because he's the he's he's got the button at the end of this, but he but he but 
I was wondering her, that too. Her name was Christine. Did not relinquish ownership of the button to him. Yeah, because that's what they said. You have to relinquish the ownership. Yeah. That's why she went to the grave and what she thought was the button. She was like, "I relinquish ownership to you. Take it, goddammit. it! Oh, you ripped out my hair for the thirty eighth time. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a bald spot in my head. I'm more concerned about her lack of envelopes. Like this is an important thing. Better put it in the same envelope <laughs> as this other thing. Yeah. What do you mean? It wasn't the same envelope. Oh, I thought she got confused with the envelope. No, so so she finds the coin at the beginning of the movie and gives it to Justin Long. And he yeah. puts, he it, puts it in an envelope, and he in, which is a in, great callback, by the way. Yes, and it was in his car, and then she had another envelope with the button in it that right. she got either from Rom, Rain, Rom, Joss. What's the what's the uh, the Indian? Rom, the, yeah, Rom. Rom. Oh, the R H A M. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. The shaman kind of guy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think he gives her that envelope. So then that's where the mix-up happens with the envelopes and everything. I know. But still, like, if if I put something of value in an envelope, right, and then I found another envelope, I'm not going to immediately be like, oh, this is my thing of value. I better put it in my pocket. Especially in her car. I think it was like he found it. Well, it, it was, he mixes it was in it up his in her, car. In her, his car when they like. Oh, because they, they almost were, hit the person. Yeah. That's right. And those they hits, hits the brakes and, and all the stuff flies up. Yeah. So she just went, oh, this must be my envelope. Because why would he have an right. envelope? Because she never saw him put the coin in the envelope. Mm. Right. But right. still, like what I'm right. saying is like, thank God it wasn't like one manila folder <laughs> yeah. and then one standard postcard it's, envelope. It's a clever plot device. Like, yeah. I, I one of the things that made it work also for me is that there are there are some moments that are so extreme, but you're unsure if it's really happening or not. Like mm-hmm. for example, the at when she's at dinner with his parents and the the yes. dessert, the eyeball pops out of the dessert and she stabs it and it just oozes. Yeah. But then it turns out it's it's only only she can see it and stuff. Like that actually, like you were saying, stuff like that might even be yeah. worse because yeah. it's it's in your head. But then the fork disappears. Oh, it gets sucked into the it dessert. It gets sucked into the dessert. <laughs> I hate when that happens. How the heck did nobody else at dinner see the fork disappear while she was like, literally like, I put my hands up and like, yeah. oh my gosh, my fork disappeared. Like, how's no one else uh, I think seeing maybe, any of that? I think maybe in, to her it might be gone, but like they can probably just see it. It yeah, might just too. be sitting there. It's and still in the cake. In the cake? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, there I, is, go ahead. I, I really wish that like so, if she going back to the ending, if she when she realizes, oh my god, you have the co- like this is the 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 button. Imagine if she was just like, I relinquish control to you, Justin Long. Would it rest- <laughs> would it restart the timer? Yes, I think it would have. So, yeah. so they would have given them three more days. Man, you really she really was not good under pressure in that situation. No. It's like well, a, I, like the ring. I think at that point it was kind of late because, but I mean originally she was going to give it to Stu. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I who's another actor that I'm like, you look so familiar. Where have I seen wait, you? In? Which one's Stu? Reggie, uh, Reggie Lee. He's the guy that stole the, the binder. The co-worker. Oh, Stu. Stu. Yeah. Where did? Where is he from? I don't know. There are. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, okay. at World's End, Tropic, Tropic Thunder, Thunder, Star Trek. Now uh, I re- I here read comes in... the boom. The oh, dark yeah. the Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Those are his movies. See, I read this too online that there was another the original right. script. Okay, so first of all, Raimi wrote this script back in 1993. He wrote it actually just after 
a lot of the Army of Darkness stuff. And he kind of sat on it for a while until 2007 mm-hmm. when he decided to make it, and it came out in 2009. In the original script, Stu has a much bigger role that he... Oh, what is it? That he ends up... Find, they find out that he's... Oh, that's right. They show him stealing the binder and giving it over, and then he gets caught and called out. And yeah. fired. And, and fired, and then he becomes desperate, and they end up relinquishing it to him, and he's the one at the end that gets dragged to hell. But people felt that he didn't deserve it as much as she did, because I will say, she is so unlikable in so many moments in this movie that there's actually like kind of like, good, you deserve yeah. at the end. But that's part of the also problem for me is that because she's so unlikable, I didn't like See, uh, seeing her in the movie. I didn't be- find her unlikable. Oh, really? At all. I mean, like, because... You felt bad for her? Yeah. I mean, she she was just essentially doing her job. Right. You know, like, she didn't, like, do anything harmful. All she literally said was, I can't extend this loan to you or your mortgage payment because we've extended it already right. two other times, like... You owe us money. You know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with right. that. And then it was just, and then some random person sitting in your car and is attacking you. Yeah, I'm gonna take a stapler if I have it and <laughs> staple your forehead. Fight. You she know, staples her eyelid closed. Yeah, like, like I'm sorry. Like, I'll do anything yeah. to get you out of my car. I think it's. I think though, it was moments like when she keeps lying about who turned down the loan she's like my bank manager told me to and she says yeah. that a few times during the movie until the end she's like no it was me yeah and then like well i i think it's just she's trying to pass yeah, the blame to be like i shouldn't get the curse he should but that's not how it works but yeah it is i feel bad for justin long yeah he, he just, just in general or in this just, movie <laughs> he he gets he puts up with so much in this movie and it's it's like like with it between his parents yeah and her he being, just gets beat up uh, emotionally there all right this is the second time i'm watching this and i have to say there were moments that didn't work for me mm-hmm. in this movie was there anything that didn't work for either of you guys i've seen it one time so i'm i'm worked was was there anything that didn't I, work yeah, for you i cannot remember off the top of my head okay. what what did not work for me was the Goat throwing up the cat. I could see. A sentence I never thought I'd hear Robbie say. <laughs> goat throwing up. A, no, a throwing up the kitten. The kitten, yes. Stop, now I made it worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that didn't really work for me. It was just very jarring, and y- you can tell it was fake. Oh, like okay. I, Obviously, we all know it really right, is I fake. Know. They know? didn't actually kill a cat to sacrifice to a demon goat? Correct. Oh. But, like, you know, like, when you're watching CGI stuff yeah. and everything, like, it's like, that looks real, like it could actually happen. This was, like, trying to watch a CGI from the early 90s, and this movie came out in the early 2000s, 2009. So, I mean, it should have been better. It should have been a lot better instead of it looking like cardboard or whatever. Yeah. I love that the goat starts talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what does he say? You tricked me, you black hearted. Hmm, Yeah. There's some, you, there's some extreme moments in this for a PG 13 (laughs) movie. I couldn't believe it. Some of the extreme comedy didn't work for me. Like I will say her vomiting, uh, projectile vomiting, I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, it just was, like, so over the top. And it was, like, it smacked of, like, they're trying yeah. too hard. I, I would have been okay with it if it was, like, her imagination. Yes. But like, it, like, if it came down to it where, it's like, she imagined she did it, but she actually did it. Yeah. Is, like, what made it, like, 
not actually work. Like, and another one was when she falls on the gypsy woman's body at the funeral. Yes. I'm like, that's a bit much. Come <laughs> She's on, walking back, she trips, falls, and then yeah. the embalming fluid. Oh goes all yeah, over her. Get her off of me. That one didn't work. Yeah, I love the the handkerchief fight. Yes, <laughs> which reminded me so much of from Evil Dead Two, the fight with his own hand when it comes after him. Oh yeah, <laughs> it. it that it's such a great Raimi touch. Yeah, that moment to me reminded me of watching the Three Stooges. Yes, and and that's why I'm wondering yeah. how this is going. How <laughs> Raimi is going to do this with Doctor Strange? Yeah, like are we going to have a fight where Doctor Strange is fighting with himself? Like mm-hmm. like uh, all right, one of my top top moments in all of these films is the moment when Ash in Evil Dead Two is looking yeah. in the mirror and he's like. Are we okay? Is this going to be... And suddenly his reflection grabs him and goes, you're not okay. You just chopped up your girlfriend with a (laughs) chainsaw. (laughs) Like, that's a terrifying moment. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Raimi's going to bring some of that into Doctor Strange. So, like, I think what Raimi does best is he'll take a moment where you're like, oh my God, that's awful. And then he'll go further with it. You go, wow, that's really awful. And then he'll take it even one step further and go, okay, now it's really horrific. Yeah, and that he can do it in a PG thirteen. Sounds movie. like my dating life before I met my wife. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Star City ratings. Who would like to go first? I I, I give this a three. Okay, it is above average. It's yeah. a good time. Again, I'm not a horror guy, so if you're a horror person, you're gonna like this movie. Mm. And I like happy endings. If you don't like happy endings, you're gonna like this movie. So, yeah, a three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do three. All right, Robert. I actually will agree with that three. It's for the same reasons. I rec- <laughs> I recommend it. It's neat to see Raimi being Raimi. Like he loves like I something I didn't notice until I saw these two movies back to back is just how much Raimi uses sound effects to create suspense, mm. like creaking rafters and yeah. stuff like that, and floors. So I'm I'm anxious to see what he does in Doctor Strange. But there are a lot of moments that don't work for me in this. There's there's some she's unlikable for me. I know that's not everyone's experience. I didn't enjoy it as much the second time as I did it the first time. So maybe it's a movie to see once mm. and that it doesn't hold up under repeated viewings, but I would still recommend it if you've never seen it. Yeah, Ronnie. So when we first talked about this movie, you know, Rob, Rob I was like, have you seen it? Have you seen it? And I at first I went, "No. I've never seen this." And so I put it on, I think it was Wednesday, I went to watch it. And within 2 minutes I was like, Actually, I have seen this. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it, it's kind of unforgettable, but it's also, at the same time, a good movie. Yeah. Like, so it's it's like one of those, like, I'll probably never watch again. Right. You know, but it's not, but not because it's bad. It's just, all right, I saw it. I'm good. Don't mm-hmm. need to see it again kind of movie. So I'm going to agree and give it a three as well. You know, because, again, there are there, it's moments where it, it's a really good movie. And then there's moments where it's just a little too much. Yeah. It's always a little too much when, you know, you got to kill innocent animals, you know, <laughs> and everything. And then some of the little, like, gas and stuff with, like, you know, the projectile bleeding through yeah. the mouth and everything. And you said some of the CGI's you know, a little wonky. The CGI's wonky. a little wonky. Like, For its time, too. Right. It's not even like, oh, this is brand new CGI, like, early, like 2000s and before. This is, no, like... 2009, think of some of the stuff we've had oh, yeah. around that time with CGI. 
and like it's like they would they use like low 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 end yeah stuff like, like when she catches the eyeball in her mouth it yeah. was not good CGI no which two movies of Raimi's in a row where someone catching an eyeball in their mouth you think Doctor Strange is going that way right. maybe the trifecta <laughs> but yeah so I do give this a three uh, so that's going to wrap us up for this episode don't forget you can take us on the go with Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, or any other listening stations. You can also find some reviews and articles from Rob as well as Paul on our website, themisfitfaction.com, as well as our social media. And don't forget, if you are looking to start a podcast, or maybe you even want to do some sponsor ships with us or anyone you can just go on to our website on podbean and you can check out those links right there but paul what's a little bit more of a direct way to kind of go through that so if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast maybe you guys have been listening to us for the past couple of years maybe you guys have a topic that you're super passionate about you can check out our affiliate link which is podbean.com slash misfit faction there you'll get a free month of podcasting as a thank you from us to you guys also if you are looking to start your own show let us know we are always looking to grow our network and create more content so please reach out to us and we'll help you get started you can also if you're looking to promote your business or your online service we have our sponsorship offer which is a hundred dollars of free advertising if you go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction great job there buddy thanks rehearsed i'm so proud of you all right so again that's going to wrap us up i'm ronnie i'm paul i'm rob last i checked good job guys way to not screw that up i'm still on rights and lefts okay so you looked at me but your uh, chin was going that way so yeah, there what is. if I do this, yeah. man? <laughs> thank God um, we don't do video. Thank God, and we will be back in a flash. Drag me to the smorgasbord. See ya. Bye.